0: Welcome to episode number twenty-two of our podcast. My name is Elliot Greenman, and my name is Alexi Enel, and we've uh, uh, perambulated
1: on a bit of economics, or well, societal type thing. But I think we want to really go into a bit of economics to uh, see a bit the different models with, uh, you know, like investment and spending and. Uh, savings and all sorts of different uh, ways, really, and economic, like uh, housing bubble and different bubbles and different economic model growth and climate and needs being met and resources, emotional and otherwise no it's uh, yeah i think it's uh, quite interesting so we want to we wanted to introduce things and hopefully gonna get somebody a bit more astute and um, uh, educated on the matter uh, soon to uh, further our discussion
0: yeah stay stay tuned listen to it and uh yeah interact with it however which way you please and hopefully at some point in the not too distant future we'll have as Alexis said, someone a little bit more uh, astute on. Thank you very much. Bye.
1: Perambulations in franglais.
0: Bonjour. Bonjour. What would you like uh, to say many words about today? I'm. Uh, I'm not too sure, really. I think I've run out of things to
1: say. A bit. I think it's always a bit the same, but um, we could have, because um, the whole thing with economics would be quite good to uh, speak to somebody who knows a bit about it. And the more informed people are, the better with that.
0: Why economics at the moment,
1: This last couple of weeks has been? Because um, there's economic models that we are all subject to, really. Mm. And... We know that we are all trying to meet certain needs and certain economic model with a growth and a GDP um, as a center, as a core of uh, international economics. Is it really helping us to actually meet our needs really? Or is it helping a minority to meet their needs? And is it helping the majority to meet their needs? Is it... uh, Conducive with the relationship we have with nature, all those kind of things, because I think it's a bit what it's on about, really. And Mm -hmm. the lockdown has showed quite a lot of us that we really needed nature, really. So that one hour outside in parks in London or in the countryside around or in, I don't know, in Bristol where you went to do your bike ride or something like that during lockdown. I think you're, the quick, the quicker we're in the green spaces, the more, you know, healthier it goes. Really, um, my wife had uh, done a masters in environmental education, and she looked at uh, nature deficit disorder. So loads of bits and bobs like that. Where how come? You know, you know, Tetris, the game. Mm-hmm. So like you try to, you got little shapes coming down the screen and you try to pile them to make some lines, basically. And kids who actually deal with twigs and branches and, and, and leaves and rocks and all sorts of things seem to be doing far better at manipulating shapes in space than kids who are trained on Tetris is quite an interesting thing, basically. So there's quite a lot of things where nature comes into play, and our relationship with it, and and the natural world, and our economic world, and our individual world, all the rest. So I thought, because we've talked a bit about like, personal things, and we talked a bit about direction and motivation and tools and reward. All those kind of things, really. So, and there seems to be quite a big debate out there at the moment, where um, well, fairness seems to be a bit on the agenda. And whether we believe things are fair or not is another story, but it seems that some people are able to monetize certain of their skills that are maybe not as useful for the many as others who have uh, skills which are maybe useful to many and not being able to be monetized. And I think that's a bit the problem,
0: really. And so this was like, um, like a big talk around the gender pay gap, wasn't it? Where. Uh, Mm. Like, you know Women have generally skills That aren't monetized anywhere near Mm -hmm. as much As those skills that are Slightly more prevalent In in men men, Mm -hmm. In general Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's interesting Uh, This weekend in Falmouth uh, One of my mate's wives um, Was in a She was on the non-exec board of directors For Morrisons And she was in, but I think before that she was in or something like that. She was very high up in Morrison's, and before that she was like, she was like head of buying for all exotic fruit. Mm-hmm. So obviously, doing deals that are worth millions, millions. and millions and millions of, millions of pounds. She did that for a few years, and she got. And then she was like, this this job is. Why would anyone do this job? Mm-hmm. She said it was fun. She went to see some places, but she couldn't understand why anyone would want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. I asked her as a percentage, how many of them are men. She was like, nearly all of them. Mm-hmm. And she was, but she was like, but I, but I didn't mind that. And I was like, that's not really, that's not really what I was saying. What I was mm-hmm. saying is that the stats of women getting into those positions. The research oh. is mainly around lawyer firms, mm-hmm. and then deciding I want to clear her off because this is not what I thought. Mm-hmm. It's not doing what I thought. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And it's just yeah, that, that, that was interesting. And then we, I was, we were talking about maths. And I was like, I've always been a firm believer that maths, that people um, that I do believe that the majority of people can understand maths and actually probably be quite good at it. But they're not taught it in a way that they can see the patterns. Mm-hmm. It's generally taught in, in one way. I was very fortunate. I had a teacher that taught maths in lots of different ways, mm-hmm. loads of different ways to match those patterns in whatever it was that we were doing mm-hmm. and it meant that I've got a really firm understanding mm-hmm. or I had an mm-hmm. amazing understanding did maths and further maths at A level did mm-hmm. quite well and, and you know that that I think the majority of people can get to the point where they can understand maths really well mm-hmm. and then I've been quite interested in economics one of my favourite famous persons at the moment is a guy called Bjorn Logborg who's just written a book called False Alarm which is on climate change and it talks about economics he runs the Copenhagen Consensus Centre or something like that in Copenhagen very smart guy does like his that body or that organisation has loads of economics economicists on freelance mm-hmm. and they all work together from all over the world on things for like the UN and other things like that mm-hmm. and yeah that's basically what he, he, he's he's talking about is you know everyone's anti-capitalism Mm-hmm. but capitalism has got us to a great place that so we keep on banging on about, mm-hmm. like many people do. And like now you're saying, maybe, just maybe, mm-hmm. the economic model that we have isn't the one that mm-hmm. is going to keep on going forever and keep mm-hmm. us good forever. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's time that we start to mm-hmm. cha- steer that economic shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no,
1: I think that's the growth, really, and the GDP, and so it's a... Uh, Um, The whole model is based on growth, really. So if all humans on Earth were to be having the standard of living of Americans, we need three Earth's worth of resources. Which there isn't. There's only one. So that's a bit the whole problem, really. So the well, disparity in, and the disparity in income, the disparity in wealth is actually serving us quite well. Otherwise, the growth could not be uh, sustained, basically. So there's a limitation to how much growth can be kind of sustained with that model, basically. And the resources the earth can provide us with is finite, basically. And um, it's quite difficult, really. And there's, there's more to it. I don't know, like, you were talking about the Philippines not too long ago because of a wedding and things like that but when you know the Philippines growth was uh, in the 20% uh, region um, and if you need to sustain that year after year the invest the cap, capital investment that is needed to actually upgrade the um, industrial apparatus and the all infrastructure. Those kind of infrastructure and all those kind of stuff is completely bonkers basically so the pay of people all,
0: all those kind of stuff, really. So it's, it's exactly the same as running a business and that business growing too quickly, too fast, too fast and fun, isn't yeah. able to keep up with it and often has to fold. That's it, that's
1: it. <clears throat> so it's quite, there are quite interesting uh, things out there, already And so having people who know a bit more about that would be quite interesting to have a bit of a debate about, or a debate or having a bit more information about liquidity and. Kind of income and savings and investment, all those kind of stuff, really. And the different, uh, I don't know, like the Japanese uh, crisis in the 1990s was quite an interesting thing. Then we had a bit of the 2009 bubble in uh, in Europe and the Western world a bit. So in America and where well with the subprimes, all the rest and things. So it's like banking models there's financial institution models there's central banking models all the rest is like a, all the thing really like uh, very recently the stamp duty has been uh, completely wiped until your house is more than 500 thousand pounds really in order maybe to stimulate uh, something really um, and maybe really in in the hope that the price of housing is going to keep and stay up in the hope that a lot of people are going to buy the um, those products and the more the products are bought the more the house market is buoyant, the more... uh, And thing really. Compared to during lockdown, I think the whole uh, thing completely grinded to a halt, really. So if there's loads of houses, they get more and more expensive, but there's nobody buying them, all of a sudden, the whole stuff starts to topple, basically. And so we have to have certain ways to actually inject a a bit of incentive to make people think, oh, great, it must be a great time to buy a, a house, really. Just when you are coming to a bit of a precipice or a a cliff cliff edge, really. So, we talked about uh, um, cars and leasing, the leasing bubble. We talked about loads of things, really, you know. And cars are quite interesting because we uh, go uh, soon some kind of congestion charge or we're going to limit the the number of diesel cars in uh, uh, Bristol. (laughs) So, really close by, really. So, there's loads of different bits and bobs, What's happening? How it's happening? All the rest. And to be able to unplug that. Who's benefiting the whole thing, really? Because obviously, I think a lot of people, a lot more, a, a few people seem to benefit a lot. And a lot of people seem to really, when things are going to go belly up, a lot of people are going to be folding. And it's maybe those who don't need to fold the most, really, in a way, really. So,
0: so is
1: no. that did you say that's your patient, like one of your patients? Yeah, yeah, or your, yeah, yeah, your, yeah, yeah. Your yeah. Friends, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Maybe to talk to us about bits and bobs, really like that, really. And the whole, you know, socialist way, the whole fascist way, the whole, you know, Marxist way, the whole, you know. There's all different models that work quite nicely and then is the state uh, need to be really involved and we increase the uh, um, level of the state apparatus by uh, recruiting a lot of civil servants and paying those people and trying to get decision and the uh, money from the taxation to be redirected to people but the, the state is actually uh, kind of siphoning part of the uh, tax in order to make it work or do we actually shrink the size of the state and we make a lot of the uh, civil servant redundant and therefore there's less input from less directive input from the state and we leave people to go about and do a little bit like a, a profiteering and a bit ra- possibly a possible rampant you know profiteering really in a way because it's not controlled as much all the rest and things really uh, housing, construction, economics, infrastructure, all the rest and things. So it's, it's, I think I need, you want a car to go from A to B, the public transport, great. You want a house or you want to rent, you want to buy, you want to, uh, the center of town, the urbanization plan, all the rest There's different bits and bobs releases zoned, zoned and the prairies and the really open thing in America. So there's places where you can't really build because it's so restricted type thing. And then there's other places where you build new cities every 15 years and you carry on building the whole thing. is super easy because it's like... <clears throat> open expanse really um in in the uk where well, there's places where there's green belt there's brownfield there's uh, great crested newts there's all sorts of big restrictions there's grade two listed grade one listed buildings there's uh, outstanding natural beauty places there's all sorts which actually restricts where we can build and therefore it seems to be creating some kind of scarcity all those kind of stuff really and and one's knowledge is never deep enough on those matters really and having somebody maybe who's a bit more astute with those things could maybe shine a bit of light on the whole matter really, because we you know we talked about money and and money is time and money is others money is trust money is all sorts of interesting things really and um We know that that work-life balance, the whole uh, change that COVID has actually brought up for us is quite um, potentially an interesting thing, really. (laughs) And it's a lot of people might actually benefit from that and a lot more people might benefit from that uh, with a clear direction, really and you get a clear direction when you get an info when you can make informed decisions and you make informed decision if you're a little bit more knowledgeable about certain subjects really in a way so do you want to sell your house now and maybe go into a rental uh, thing and wait for the market to completely crash? And if it doesn't crash too, too far, maybe the savings you've got in your bank can still be (laughs) at your disposal and you can buy a bigger house with less of a mortgage um, next year? Because it might be happening, really. Mm.
0: That's that's exactly what I was saying Uh Isabel because I was... You know, I was, do I? I have to confront the fact that if I buy a house next year or whenever I buy it, doesn't mm-hmm. really matter. Is the housing bubble has been a discussion for a very long period of time? Mm-hmm. A crash hasn't happened for a very long time. We mm-hmm. sort of just fabricated somehow keeping it afloat, yeah. and so I have to confront the fact that if I buy a house for like three hundred grand, yeah then it's, you know two months later it could only be worth 250 oh. <laughs> or 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 worse yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but the but yeah, the yeah. the only thing in that the only the only thing that doesn't worry me too much about that is that ev- everyone in that area is going to be in the same boat that's it that's it, that's it that's of that's course it. I would have just bought somewhere and I could just be like oh fuck yeah if I did it three months later I would have
1: that's it that's it, that's know, it. S-
0: saved a lot of money with uh, the power of
1: hindsight, or foresight, there's lots of things you could do, really. You could buy the right lotto ticket, you could... <laughs> yeah, but maybe none of that is what it's all about. That's it. With ifs, you could put Paris in a bottle. <laughs> it, it's not... Yeah. But it's all those things at the end of the day. So how do you consider Do you want to consolidate your debt? Because that's the whole thing. The refinancing aspect of it. When your mortgage come to an end, the interest rates at the moment are very low. So if you got like a debt for consuming a credit card and a leasing or a bits and bobs and things like that was coming to an end. And then you like your Porsche and you want to or your Volvo and you like to keep it and all this kind of stuff. Maybe you can put that on your mortgage. You know, because uh, instead of having 29 APR uh, on your credit card, on your overdraft of your credit card, maybe you can have 1.2% really. And so you put that on to your mortgage and with the hope that the whole price of your house is going to go enough to be able to wipe that kind of debt really. So there's some quite interesting ways really and when it goes up it's great but when it start to go down on top <laughs> anyway so it's all open to debate but it's your financial security it's your status it's your um, you know the area where you live so is it safe it's your uh, um, how much control have you got over the whole thing it's your competence it's uh, uh, amenities around (laughs) there's loads of stuff really
0: uh, involved in a thing really you know I like I really like the idea of obviously talking about economics both because I I've always been a little bit interested in the last couple of years as I started to understand that there's quite an important tool Mm -hmm. or resource. Mm -hmm. And I also like the idea of deconstructing what society is in the UK, for example, whether that's, you know, deconstructing it from political ideologies, but then also economics has like a really massive part to play in what people or what, politicians or how they decide something. So I really like kind of trying to deconstruct it a little mm-hmm. bit, talk about different models. Maybe it would be great if someone could present something a little bit different that mm-hmm. might work quite well. That's it, that's it. And then well, yeah, sort of put that idea forward a little bit. I feel like if, if I was like uh, running to be prime minister, I I really do wish that they were a bit more clear about s- deconstructing some of the things and Mm -hmm. maybe it's on purpose that they're not I assume it is but deconstructing some things and being like this is how it was before Mm -hmm. and this is how we're going to change it slightly and here's what's going to happen here's Mm -hmm. the pros Mm -hmm. and then of course here's the cons Mm -hmm. might be quite interesting and then as you say or as you said at the start I don't know how they do this I I don't know how someone does this but it is surely very important to persuade people, encourage people to save or or to do something that's beneficial for their future as opposed to, you know, you were saying about our economic model or people's skills, maybe working, like, it's obvious that the money's going up a little bit, you know, we're, we're the wealthiest we've been in, in lots of ways, our GDP overall's going up, but the money's still going to the top quite substantially. And mm-hmm. so it'd be interesting to see if there's ever a politician who takes on some kind of economic, like deconstructs it, presents something new, then it's like, but by the way, we are going to be encouraging you to save uh-huh. instead of spend. Uh-huh. Uh, and what that means is that uh-huh. it is going to be better for you to put £100 extra into savings every month rather than uh-huh. buying some new Nikes. Uh-huh. And it'll be quite interesting to see uh-huh. Uh-huh if someone was able to tell that story, come up with that story, Mm -hmm. tell that story well Mm -hmm. and actually win some people over.
1: Mm -hmm. But that's quite a directive from the state really. It's a state who's actually imposing or putting limitation onto you really so it becomes not very democratic mm. in a way and that's a bit the whole problem people seem to think they've got
0: rights really I've got rights I've got rights I've, I can do whatever I want but then how democratic is it to have advertisement methods that are pretty much impossible for the majority of people especially again uh-huh. this is a topic this weekend uh-huh. we're talking about my mate James uh-huh. was talking about awareness and I was talking about observing self uh-huh we were comparing like our mm-hmm. our notes and thoughts on it yep. and and we were talking about XR yeah, yep. and how they're like we don't really care what people whether people are pissed off with us protesting and mm-hmm. holding up roads because when they go home they'll go home and reflect on it and, and James was like that is one of their biggest mistakes and I, was mm-hmm. like, I couldn't agree more mm-hmm. like in order for someone to go home and reflect on the fact that someone's blocked them off, they've mm-hmm. got to de-arouse themselves, which that's most it. people don't have the skills to do. And then once you're, they're in that place, they then have to somehow think about it rationally, going mm-hmm. to observing self, mm-hmm. which again, most people don't even understand the, that, concept. the concept. And so that is uh, unbelievably, that is such a, that's such a short-sightedness. Mm. And
1: yeah. It's a good way to justify what you're doing. That's it, really. You wow. do it, you block the road, maybe. you try to piss people off in order to raise awareness. But you little you know about how it works, really, in people's brain, really. So you need a bit of background, understanding about things, really. And XR, are, I don't know enough about their political views and models they want to uh, maybe change the current model to. <laughs> because that's the thing really it's like well great so what's the jig how is it you want the whole stuff to be run apart from Mm. taking the money from the rich to give to the poor and the oppressed and the people whose lives are much harder than others like which doesn't really make too much sense really I think it's been done before and it fucked up before so why would it change anything really and to do what why would we want to take money from people who make money to give it to people who don't make money what are the what is the money gonna do so some people yes earn an awful lot of money but um, they've got a great plan they've got great skills and they are rewarded financially Maybe n- not all the time for the right reason, but uh, I think that's how it works, really. And people who don't seem to be working uh, or, uh, and don't seem to have m- much money in front of them, if they had more money, what, what would... You know, like, I think it's the best example because we get muddled in, in that kind of thing, really. How many people... What, what, what kind of thing? Money. Yeah, 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 yeah. How many people who've won the Euro million jackpot and 90 million pounds have been happier after earning that money? Well, you'd be very surprised how those people's life have been destroyed by that money.
0: It's not even that. It's like, yeah, it is that, of course an easier way to measure it is how many people have money after a certain amount of years. And the statistics of people win- winning over a certain amount of money and still having money over a cer- after a certain amount of time mm-hmm. is unbelievably minimal. Mm-hmm. And then to, to marry up with that statistic, mm-hmm. there's another statistic which I can't remember. Maybe we need to get mm-hmm. the laptop back on. Mm-hmm. Of how many people are millionaires from generational wealth, and the amount of mm-hmm. people is basically nothing. nothing yeah. And and people who are millionaire from self-made millionaire is mm-hmm. much bigger. And so, what would what should you take from that? That money is a is a is a side product. Yeah of people finding something that switches them on. That's it. And yes. Motivates them. Yes, they get motivated. And then, yes, it does happen where they get motivated to end up doing bad things. Mm -hmm. It's pretty good that we have some pretty great rules Mm -hmm. and legislation in the UK to stop people doing bad things, to fuck other people's lives up. Mm -hmm. Because that is generally what would definitely happen on a much bigger, much, Mm -hmm. much bigger Mm -hmm. scale. Mm -hmm. than you know, when, when they raise the minimum wage... There's a lot of middle-class people that are running independent companies that people, especially on the left, are quite happy mm-hmm. about, like, you know, independent coffee shops or whatever. When people mm-hmm. raise minimum wage, mm-hmm. not every single one of them is happy about it. Mm-hmm. and But it's a really good job that we've got that in place mm-hmm. because otherwise people will get abused.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's like, and and you can't, You can't enter someone else's reality Jeff Bezos, obviously everyone hates him I don't really feel either way about him Because at the moment I don't think he's done anything great good with Like massive good with his money necessarily Although I've bought stuff from Amazon of course but I don't think, like we were talking last week, he hasn't done, he hasn't built a massive bomb and like, you know, he, he, he could do all sorts of stuff. He hasn't
1: invested in uh, mutated, uh, mutating uh, measles with uh, Ebola yeah. to infect uh, poor people and yeah. kill them slowly and painfully in their own bodily fluids, really. No, it's, no. B- it's bizarre. I don't understand why. Maybe he should, actually. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. But it's a shame that the people who complain who are really protesting at the moment aren't investing some money to actually do bacteriological warfare to kill rich people. It's quite quite strange as well. I don't really understand either. That's really, that be, that's beside me again. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, it's nuts. Apart, from, apart from maybe some environmentalists who think that there's too many people on Earth mm. who want to maybe would tell you that it actually would be quite good if there was less, less of us because we are such a scourge on the surface of the planet. Apart from those ones who are a bit, you know, smelling of old Zyklon B, um Apart from those ones, yeah, I don't really hear too many people being motivated about... Uh, that's it, really. So what do we want to do with that money? Um, we want more money. We want to earn more money. We want the money to come to us because we don't have enough of it. And it's like, well, yeah, I'm pretty sure Mr.
0: Bezos doesn't think he's got enough money either. I'm sure he can get more, you know. Well, I mean, for him, maybe he thinks that. Maybe his reality is... Comp- like maybe he doesn't even think about money anymore. I don't know, but that's it, that's it's it. still impossible for anyone, any human, anyone, to enter his mode of reality. Mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. it's taken him a really long time mm-hmm. to earn what he's earned that's it. and build what he's built. That's it. And yes, there's probably a, an argument to say that it might need some rules or legislation around it so that, yeah. you know, I, I, I mean... I, So he fuck him
1: up and then he cannot uh, earn any money and then you can't get your Amazon packet uh, at your doorstep and you're going to have to walk to the shop. Wow, actually in China. You're going to have to walk to China to get your your shitty plastic uh, Christmas tree. I don't think it works really well. It's it's quite tricky not to be too cynical and the whole way of going about really and so the big five we were talking about as well all that industriousness all that agreeableness all the um, openness to experience all the neuroticism all those different ways of actually describing people's um, view, of reality. F- view of reality really and um, i'm pretty sure mr bethose is uh, not uh, sitting watching jeremy kyle with his can of triple x uh, at 11 o'clock in the morning at home really he's awake at uh, 4 o'clock in the morning he goes to the gym for one hour he prepares the whole lot he's got meetings all the rest and dancing and at uh, 2, 2200 he's uh, still at it really and I don't think he had uh, much of a bank holiday weekend <laughs> I don't think he's got much Sundays he doesn't he works seven day weeks really he goes at it or he used to at one stage really And if he doesn't, he's got people who work for him for seven um, days a week. Really, (laughs) that's the whole reality of it. Really, I think a lot of work
0: generate a lot of money overall. And and And, and that that is that's that's the biggest correlation. Like that's 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 it. Really, yeah,
1: hundred percent. Yeah, but. Yes, obviously there's exceptions and some people seem to not be doing and I don't know, you've studied uh, Snow White and uh, Seven Dwarfs uh, in university and you've done your masters in that and then you've had a first with it and then you go and get a job in the city as a trader all the rest and thing, and then you end up uh, not too long after coming up with some products and all the rest which are going to last for five milliseconds, but you're going to be able to trade millions and you'll have a, your bonus. The whole thing is going to fold and uh, bankrupt lots of people, but you still have your bonus and all the rest and thing really. Great. <laughs> Why not, really? There's a farmer who has gone to the agricultural college and uh, he's having to plow his field. He's having to do the whole lot, really. And it's, it's, it's hard work, really. And to get... I don't know, like this year, the yield of wheat in the UK is not very good. And somehow the farmers have not been on lockdown. They've actually worked really hard all along, really, to try to get that harvest, really. And this year it was too dry uh, to start with, or too wet to start with, too dry in the middle. And all the rest they are struggling to actually harvest at the moment because it's a bit wet. All the rest, really. And then it's a bit, you know... Last year it was really good. The year before it was good. The year before it was completely shit. Uh, it's... I mean, it's... So bloody tricky, really. Hard work is sometimes not really remunerated and some people are really working hard and maybe working at the factory for eight hours a day and doing a bit of a a rota and having a shift work, all those kind of stuff. It's painfully tricky, really. But there are 24 hours in one day. And what is it you do with the uh, 16 uh, hours left in your, in your day, really? And yes, you can maybe sleep eight hours, and then it leaves you what with eight hours? What do you do with the eight hours? That's it, really. How you, you, do you consume? Do you spend all that money? Do you, oh yeah, but my rent, my, uh, na, 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 and then you start to look at people's finances. You look at people's priority. You look at all those kind of stuff, really, you know. Some people earn one dollar eighty a day. And 450 million in the world earn less than one dollar eighty a day. One dollar eighty a day. I think it's seven hundred and fifty quid at the end of the year. Really, I don't know if we think twenty-five grand is not really good enough. We'll I don't know. Yes, the uh, price of housing is too high. Yeah. Rent is too high. Yes, the price of food is high. Yes, the Nikes are quite high. Yes, the s- f- flat screen TV is quite high. But it's far less high than it was 10 years ago. Some rich people were there to buy the s- flat screen TV, the flat screen TV when nobody else could buy it really. So rich people have got a, a place.
0: Yeah, but. That's it, really. You more, know, and more importantly than what—well, not more importantly, but almost as importantly as working hard, as we were talking about, is having a good plan. About oh, well, yeah, because because yeah. you can work, you can do shift work, you can pick up more hours, you yeah, can yeah. do whatever. Yeah. and you know, m- one of my mates' uh, m- mums, Pauline, yeah. she's called. Mm-hmm. She's a bit of the like the mother or the queen of of Philview. She she is a nurse. She's like. I don't know, I think she's called a lady or something like where they yeah, get yeah. higher up and in, in the ward, like she manages the ward, she mm-hmm. cuts people's hair in in the in the village because mm-hmm. many of them can't get out to her thing and she's done that mm-hmm. for quite a while mm-hmm. and she, you know, she she's on the parish council because she wants to have a say in what's happening in the local mm-hmm. area. She honestly works every single second of, of, of the day mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. She's, she's a very happy, healthy woman
1: mm-hmm.
0: and her goal isn't to earn a, a, a shit ton of money because mm-hmm. if if she did then someone needs to tell her that her plan isn't very good mm-hmm. and, but I think she knows her plan isn't very good for that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so her goal is is to help people and have a life that is fulfilling for her and I bet if, if I if next time I see her I might ask her and I bet she will say that she has a very fulfilling life mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but those people working long hours mm-hmm. who want to be rich mm-hmm. and aren't aren't getting there mm-hmm. need to have a bit of a better plan but when you have a bit of a better plan mm-hmm. and you stick to that plan, mm-hmm. then generally that plan doesn't involve drinking two or three times on the weekend or, and sometimes mm-hmm. during the week. Mm-hmm. It doesn't involve smoking doobs all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, like it, uh, you can't have it all mm-hmm. and, or, and buying nights when you can't do it. Mm-hmm. Like There's so many entrepreneurs. One in particular, I like Gary Vaynerchuk who's saying exactly what you were saying. Like You've got eight hours left of the day, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. Eight hours of sleep eight hours for work. Mm-hmm. Let's take away two more and then you've got six. Mm-hmm. You've got six hours. You could do a lot on that time. Mm-hmm. And we live in a time now where if you go in on something, it doesn't matter what it is. Snow White. is. Let's say I wanted to, to start up a blog, Snow White and the Seven Dwar- Dwarfs. Mm-hmm. After university, Mm -hmm. you work in trading in London, and then three hours in the evening, you write some shit about Snow White and Seven Dwarfs. Mm -hmm. And then over time, you get an audience. Then you make some products and you sell Mm -hmm. the products. Yeah, it's a bit empty, but Mm -hmm. I mean, if it's helping you and whatever, and fulfilling the stuff, we 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 really do have a lot of opportunity. And Mm -hmm. if it isn't Jeff Bezos owning Amazon, it's not Amazon, it's not Jeff Bezos, Mm -hmm. it's someone else, and it's their brand. The 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 issue isn't pointing their finger, Alexei. Stop treating people who are in pain. Just tell them not to be in pain. Mm -hmm. Then you won't have any customers. Then mm-hmm. you'll have a job. Jeff Bezos stopped selling shit to people because mm-hmm. they don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, I'm glad it's him. In mm-hmm. fact, because mm-hmm. he could probably sell a lot worse stuff mm-hmm. on there. And it's gonna like that's gonna make people. That's it. You know fuck people up yeah, even more pro- already. Probably, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're already mm-hmm. fucked up. Like, he's, you know, he's his company's grown massively, yeah. one of few, over this, this period. That's so that's it's like, it. it is a bit messed up. But if it isn't him, it's someone else. So don't point the finger. That's it, that's and it, that's if that's you it. want to build something, go ahead and do it. That's it, that's it. He's an example of what can be done in a lifetime. And that is big.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He could be selling anti-personal mines. He could be selling bio-weapons. He could be selling like some nails with shit on that you shove into people's eyes yeah he could sell all that kind of thing i'm pretty sure he's be crappy to do that as well but um he doesn't somehow yeah yeah um it was quite interesting to know like he said that marxist thing a bit really the um, you know it's only it's a, a, a minority of people who own all the wealth and and majority who doesn't The main thing is that it's never the same. It's never the same people owning the wealth. Over time, it changes hand a little bit. So it's the same proportion of people. So we talked about the 80-20. We talked about the square root of the number of workers uh, doing more than half of the work. We talked about that Pareto distribution, all those kind of stuff, but it needs to be iterated over time. So uh, Bezos is already divorced. His uh, wife is going to take half of his uh, cashula, half of. 100 billion is still 50 billion, you can't even freaking count it, it doesn't really matter too much if he's got 10 kids from 6 women that he he has actually divorced he will still have 1 billion in his uh, bank account he still be a billionaire really, it doesn't really matter too much, but he's gone from 100 billion to 1 billion and his kids will have 500 million and might possibly piss it against the wall because they've not even done anything to actually get Mm -hmm. that money that's what usually and, happens again well, that's it that's it that's it so how is it we iterate the lottery in a way and the uh, guy who wins uh, we've got that guy uh, that uh, couple uh, from Sarancester who was the highest earner from the lottery in the UK and he was working in a, I think he was working in a garden center, or he was a gardener, or a tree surgeon, or working for a tree surgeon, or something like that. And his wife was working in Tesco's as a cashier. Okay? They've, like, I can't even remember how much they earned from the whole lot really or won from the whole lot and they're divorced the kids don't speak to them they don't have any friends they don't speak to each other the whole lot they're penniless and the whole stuff has been completely destroyed by that money and and that's a bit that really you want, mon- you want more money but what is it you're going to do with it really and when you got it how much happier are you really because if If you don't have the eight hours of work because you stop working, so you got eight, you got now 16 hours to do things really but, uh, and you, you've not really spent that much time to get the plan so the whole stuff goes into complete fuck up and then you don't sleep that much because you're so worried about the whole lot and then you suggest to your neighbor who's a good friend that you're going to pay his credit card a debt the 9,000 pound and he's uh, spitting uh, he 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 he, he headbuts you uh, and he kicks you in the ribs when you're down because you got 22 million in your bank account and you give him only nine grand <laughs> that's the kind of behavior you get really and I think
0: that's quite tricky stuff really I always joke whenever uh, my housemate or any of my mates uh, do the lottery and I always ask them to give me a tenner when they win yeah and that's exactly why I do it yeah because it's funny yeah like yeah. no one knows what it's like to have a million pounds in the bank bank account that's unless, it, that's you've, it. unless you've got it yeah and very, very, very few people know what it's like to mm-hmm. be given a million pounds. A but bank. that's it. Even worse. Yeah. yeah, I think it's worse. Yeah, it definitely yeah. is worse because if if you've if you've earned it, yeah, it's taken you time. Ah, yeah. you, have had to build something. That's it. But if you've been given it, then yeah. yeah, all of a sudden the people around you mm-hmm. are starting to be like, "Well, M-money is time. You got a million, mate, that's and it. and you haven't earned it.
1: That's it. So." Now we talked about the wealthiest people in the UK are women over the age of 75. Really? The wealthiest people in the UK are women over the age of 75. How come? Because they worked all their lives. Their husband worked all their lives. They had a really good pension. They've actually got properties that they bought for 500 quid in 1961. And (laughs) all the rest, really. That's the thing, really. Bang, 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 accumulated, but they are 75 or older. So 20-year-olds who, who are actually really upset that rich people have got lots of money, they need to remember that a lot of rich people tend to be really old as well. Because they've been at it for a long time and they've been working all their life, 40 years, every day, all the rest, really. And therefore, they got some wealth. No doubt, really. But how many seventy-five-year-old women would be quite happy to give away all their money to be twenty-year again, twenty-year-old again? <laughs> well, uh, don't know. We
0: should maybe call them and ask. Well, I reckon it'll be split in two. I reckon there'll be some that say yes, they would like to do that. Then there's be others be like, no, "I've lived my life,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: quite happy." Yeah, yeah. Says. Maybe. Um, um I think I think the view of reality back then that, when you're that old Yeah yeah, yeah. It's quite interesting. That is, that's it. It's interesting, but in a way
1: there's not many young people who are wealthy. There's a lot of older people who are wealthier. The older you are, the wealthier you can be. Not that all older people are wealthy okay Mm -hmm. but the long if you've had a plan and you stick to it and you're diligent and you're conscientious and you go about it all the rest you're not divorced all those things there's that as well because otherwise your wife is taking half of it and the rest and the house that you built you know you you got only one life that's it really eh? it takes a while really a few friends in, of, me, of mine in France who tell me, oh, yeah, you got so much money and a whole lot and things. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not divorced yet. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the whole thing, really. The eight hours I spent not working, uh, if it's a bit less, six hours, four hours, five hours nowadays, Well, I try to spend it doing other things, really. And other things is maybe to keep your marriage together, really. Because maybe my wife, um, despite uh, having, when the kids were young, not being able to work that much and monetize a lot, she helped me to be able to be at work. Really. So, actually, <laughs> the work I was able to do and the amount of w- money I was able to earn was because my wife was looking after the kids. And at one stage, she was working and I was working. So the kids had to be looked after and her wedge was going into the wedge of somebody looking into after our kids. So it's completely useless, really. It's like, it's time. That's the thing, really. It's my, the sacrifice of it all, really. It's, yeah. quite,
0: it's my, quite a tricky part, really. My, my dad, um, bless him, didn't, didn't have access to a different way of thinking or a different perspective mm-hmm. from any of his f- friends or family, the church. He led us kids to be quite anti... Um, oh, I'm going mm. to...
1: Is that the the memory card? I
0: think
1: it's the heat. The heat? Yeah? yeah. Are we able to do a Peltier mechanism to cool them down? What mechanism? A Peltier.
0: What's
1: that? It's a semiconductor with a hot side and a cold side. It's like a heat sink. Let's see how long they stay on for this time. The thermoelectric Um, sink. I'm going
0: to look online see what the crack is. Because I might be able to sell these for only more on 100, 200 pounds less than that one. And if that's the case, not really. So there's no way I'm having an entire and other that, okay? Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Or any other. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, to continue my great point. That's it. <laughs> it was interesting when I was younger, we were sort of led to believe that my mum um uh was unrightfully taking half of my dad's money mm-hmm. and it was it was a messy divorce but as I got older I realised that um, yeah basically my mum had a sewing career yep. she was starting to do dresses for um, she did it for Melinda is it Melinda Mester Melinda Mester mm-hmm. she's like a bit famous she mm-hmm. was on Fort Bayard mm-hmm. and other things and now, from working freelance, and I'm sure yourself has understood, like when you start to get a client base and things start moving, it gets really exciting. Mm-hmm. You start to think, "Oh, I'm actually, I'm actually making a business. I'm mm-hmm. actually making some money." Mm-hmm. And she had to stop doing that to mm-hmm. look after us kids. She had mm-hmm. five kids. They had five kids, and so my mom was like, "I had nothing."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I literally didn't have anything. I have no earning potential. Mm -hmm. I've I've lived with someone for 23 years. Mm -hmm. I've brought up the kids Mm -hmm. and I've got no earning potential Mm -hmm. whatsoever. So she she had to do some really, not like some jobs that she found quite, you know, Mm -hmm. below her perception of status, I guess. Mm -hmm. And now she's a a special needs teacher Mm -hmm. and she really enjoys that because obviously she gets a lot back from it. Mm -hmm. But obviously she was entitled to a good amount of Mm -hmm. or half or whatever Mm -hmm. and in the same way like I think you were just saying Mm -hmm. if that was ever the case between you and your wife Mm -hmm. then she's done a lot to help your business Mm -hmm. she helped me a lot to go back to work and
1: and I think uh, this time around, I've helped her a lot to go back to work as well. Yeah. So it's a bit of a give and take type thing, really. So she's uh, her earning potential. And now that she's earning some money, it means that I don't have to earn that money. And because I don't have to earn that money, I can spend a bit more time maybe taking the kids to school, picking them up from school, couple of two or three days a week. I think this year I'm going to be doing three days a week and thing instead of two. So it's already, yeah, yeah it's not every day, but it's uh, enabling us to juggle the two financial driven side of the family and uh, uh, looking after the kids, really. So, um, but it's not easy because um as a man I, uh, and it's, i'm so upset I think i 'm going to sue the human rights uh, um, place in The Hague like really soon because I could not breastfeed really, so mm. i didn 't have any mamillary gland so it was really, really bad because i could uh, you know I'd, it was really upsetting, and she was the only one who could breastfeed i couldn 't really but The second time round, because we were lucky to have had a second child. Um, We added a dream, dream feed. So, uh, she was expressing, or I was doing a, a formula bottle once a day, and I was really having that part of the experience of actually feeding a young baby, and actually it was at the right time of the day where she was able to get a bit more sleep, and therefore she was less frazzled, and therefore she could actually look after the two kids better, all those kind of stuff really. So, we need to be quite imaginative and we need to be, you know, not blaming the lack of something, but trying to uh, use our resources and things really. And having been a bit more red and in light of the experience we had the first time round, we did things a bit differently and it worked much better already. So she had better sleep. She was a bit more straightforward um, doing things, a bit less on autopilot. 10 days after the birth of my son, really. And it worked really well, really. So, yeah, it's quite interesting, really. And the the fact that women are not remunerated for rearing children might be something that needs to be looked upon again, really, because that's really important. Yeah, like- once you're remunerated for something you need a certain standard because you can't do whatever you want for being given some money to do a job I'm an osteopath I can't do whatever I want I've given some money for not being able to do whatever I want <laughs> Not the thing, really. So if we start to give money to women to rear children, we're going to have to have a certain standard of rearing children, which is going to take away the possibility of uh, rearing children the way they are reared at the moment. Because there's hundreds of millions of ways to rear children, because there's different parents and things like that. There's no, no, there's no book. Oh, there's lots of books about it. But once you're in the nook of
0: it. <laughs> there's, there's no how That's to be it, really. a mother university but that's it so maybe they and, should. and you don't get governed by how to be your mother that's it body. that's it so
1: but if we want to be remunerated uh, there might be health and safety involved with you know how, how full your boob is when you are back to breastfeed your child just in case it chokes all the rest and things they are going to be, have to be guidelines about the whole way it goes really so that's a tricky this, it's a it's a trade-off all the time that's the main problem, really. So, yes, you cannot earn money when you're rear children because you're real children, but it enables your uh, um, husband to actually do the money. And if uh, di- the parents divorce, well, the woman is entitled to half of what the husband has done because he's done it for both of them. Like, uh, he, the dad has still got five, while your dad has still got five children. <laughs> she didn't fuck you up really and none of you died and she looked after um, you really well and your dad looked after his businesses really well so that's a whole lot really so that's quite normal really but if we want to have different other models that's the thing really you know it's it's gender it's gender that's the thing really if i was behaving like my granddad behaved with my grandma and if my, my wife was behaving like my grandma behaved with my granddad, I mean, like it's. It'd be divorced. But no, because they didn't divorce, but oh, yeah. there was no such thing as divorcing, really. But, uh, she'll be putting starch on my collars. So they'll be a bit straighter, which will be quite good. And uh, my shoe will be polished. I'll have a, a meal uh, when I come back home. The house will be nice and clean. All those kind of stuff. She'll be like a, like a bonified housewife, really, you know? And the whole gender was really so regimented, really. And there was not much, Way it was different to their parents, in a way. That's the thing, really. And and their parents, and all of a sudden, my mum, my dad, compared to their parents, the things change. All those kind of stuff. Like um, and all of a sudden, we're with I'm with a woman who wants a career. She wants to be able to work. She wants to be able to do the whole lot, really. And therefore, I can't behave like my granddad, otherwise. (laughs) It doesn't work really. And we clash too much really. So, yeah, gender changes quite a fair bit really. And 21st century men are very different to 19th, 20th century men, which are, which were maybe a bit similar to 19th century men really. So it is changing a bit and it's a bit fluid and the responsibility and seeing how many couples do you know where the lady earns more money than the man? And the man is uh, actually uh, looking after the kids at home and doing the school run and cooking and doing all the stuff, really. There's a uh, few people I know uh, of my generation who do that, really. And it works really well, because that's how Why it goes, really. They? Why wouldn't no, 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 That's it, exactly. So it's... All those quite interesting traits of personalities, the way we go about doing things,
0: the pressure from societies, the economic models, all the whole stuff, really. The like. pressure from generational knowledge as well, because it hasn't really been that long where, you know, what, 100 years ago and the child mortality rates in the UK weren't that great. Certainly not compared to how they are now. Yeah, yeah, it's still not very good in the UK compared to other places, but um, oh. yeah. That's
1: no doubt, really. Maybe, I'm not even too sure the figures, but I think there was like a good uh, 4 in 10 or 40%. Like kids would not make it to one year, really, in 1900. It would be good to look, actually, Mm. with Google, really. And nowadays, yeah, we have only two children or three. We are not replenishing our population. We are having really less babies that is needed, really. And that's a bit tricky, but it's a pressure from things, really. And a lot of grandparents, a lot of my generation's parents are not really wanting to um, look after the kids, from their kids, compared to they, they had the opportunity of their parents looking after me. My grandparents looked after me a lot, really. And my parents could go to work. And a lot of people, my generation, uh, when you have a kid who goes five in, around in London, if your kid goes five days a week in, uh, in uh, at the crash, I think it's f- 1,200, 1,500 quid a month. So... If you got your grandparents your parents around, if they could look after your kid a couple of days a week, that's going to be like uh, almost 600 quid a month saved, really. And that 600 quid can go quite a long way, really. Or you can do a little bit less work. And therefore, <laughs> maybe look after your kid an extra one day a week as well. Therefore, you can only pay two days a week of a crash, really. It's almost a compound effect of it all, really. It's quite true. Okay, interesting.
0: With the lockdown situation, I'm sure a lot of people are going to end up working from home quite a big proportion of the time. Sure a big proportion really of the time.
1: Therefore, there'll be a bit less demand for crash. And therefore, the whole stuff, maybe people are going to be able to bring their kids up and all the rest, really. But mortgages are still quite high. So you still need to work and you need to <laughs> work from
0: home. Takes away a lot of. I mean, obviously, you're gonna to have to work out how to entertain or keep your child entertained during mm-hmm. some, some mm-hmm. hours there, but or
1: celotapes them on the floor,
0: yeah, 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 whilst you're doing yeah. your Zoom meeting, or just put them in a hammock up high or something, that's or it, that's it, and lock them in, that's it, it's interesting.
1: No, there's a there's quite a lot we have to um, be imaginative and then. The government is giving us some, uh, not guidelines, but that's the thing, really, how uh, much governance do we want the government to put in place in order to help us do the whole lot and do we think it's actually helping really and is it helping the majority of people or is it helping certain uh, uh, type of people or is it that's it really employed self-employed unemployed unemployable wealthy stupidly wealthy all the rest really Ah, this is great to have like such a variety of people and such a variety of doing things really I think there's lots of shame when Rooney has got hair now and he's less of a role model than he was before but that's the thing really you know like footballers are giving us our plan it's completely awesome it's like great but there could be other people giving us role model really and that's the thing, really. I
0: think that's happening as well. Yeah, that's it.
1: But uh, Hitler is maybe not the best role model, and Robert Mugabe is not maybe the best role model, and Hugo Chavez is maybe not the best role model, and that's uh, Stalin is not maybe the best role model. All those, uh, Pol Pot, actually, is not very good. <laughs> So we have to be a bit cautious. There are certain ways that people are actually looking towards in order to try to find solutions that have been done before and actually it, it properly messed up the majority of people, basically. So we have to be a little bit cautious. It's sacrifice is not an easy thing to do. And saving some money, like you say, is not an easy thing to do. Basically,
0: maybe the society that we live in could give people a very gentle and little nudge in the right direction Mm -hmm. to allow people to make the decision that Mm -hmm. they are going to take responsibility Mm -hmm. and maybe sacrifice Mm -hmm. just a little. I'm very happy the government is not actually
1: incentivizing me to do jack shit. And it's only me personally who decide to do it or not. And I think that's... uh, uh, We have to be a bit cautious with uh, where does a
0: dictatorship, you know, that's it really. Uh, I mean, what that incentive, incentive, that gentle incentive looks like, I don't know. But educating people on the personal benefits and the professional benefits uh-huh. of taking a little bit more responsibility, just ever so slightly more than you are before, uh-huh. and letting that sit and realising, uh-huh. oh, that wasn't too uh-huh. bad, and taking a tiny bit more uh-huh. and then realising that again. Uh-huh. And the the benefits are huge. Uh-huh. And, you know, trainers are one of my favourite things, and cars I know are one of your favourite things uh-huh. to discuss, because like, people spend a lot of money on them. Within a couple of years, they're... They're ruined and Mm -hmm. I I don't really care what people spend their money on Mm -hmm. and I'm pretty sure you don't either, but Mm -hmm. you can spend your money on whatever you want, Mm -hmm. but it's just a case of, are you spending that money on stuff in the light of really considering your actual situation? Mm
1: -hmm. If
0: you're, if you're in thousands of pounds of debt Mm -hmm. or yeah, if you're, if you're in a grand's worth of debt. Sacrifice buying something for six to twelve months, mm-hmm. get yourself out of that debt. Mm-hmm. Maybe do it for an extra six months if you a little bit of buffer. If possible. If possible.
1: Because I can see with my bank account, with lovely HSBC, which they are such a great bank, they're awesome, as good as Lloyd's bank. Um I've got not not one percent on my savings. Which is a very good incentive to actually save. It's awesome. I get 27p the other month. So it's to tell you how much money I had on my account. Awesome. Like a, it's like party. I need to sacrifice the whole lot for another two years to buy myself a pint of a beer. Okay. And um it's a, almost 30% APR if I'm overdrawn on an overdraft that has not been agreed. Oh, that's a good incentive. <laughs> it's a great incentive to actually like save money, really.
0: Basically, well, it's an incentive to be out of debt.
1: It's a bit incentive, about yeah, being out of debt, really, no yeah. doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And and I know when I was in debt, I, mm-hmm. I got myself out of a bit of debt, and then mm-hmm. I just increased my debt a little bit, and then That's I got it's myself it's out of more. And overall, mm-hmm. it was going in the right direction, mm-hmm. but I was still spending money on stuff that if someone sat me down mm-hmm. and i was you know able to observe myself and the <laughs> situation correctly and actually was like this is all of my debt here and his how, how much money i spent over the last thing i it, i would have done I would have liked to have thought I would have maybe done something ever so slightly different. differently. Mm-hmm. But maybe I did. Maybe I did it as quickly as I possibly could mm-hmm. and had to learn those lessons. And maybe way.
1: you needed the experience to be able to see a bit how painful it was to get rid of the debt and all the rest and, and looking at how futile the, the money was spent on and all the rest, really. Yeah. But so it's, it's all those things, really. It's quite just, just the growth cannot happen if you save money stop you need to spend money to buy shit you don't need in on credit as much as possible in order for some people to make a bit more money out of the money they've given you which you didn't really need to spend on things you didn't need at all you just wanted them all those kind of stuff or, 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 or you thought you wanted them or even worse yeah you, said, you them. yeah you thought you wanted them yeah that's it. that would be even worse so it's It's a tricky, tricky, tricky part, but it's possible it's out there, but you're not very incentivized to actually save or you're incentivized to use the money you have not to put under your pillow. But to actually uh, uh, invest in hedge funds and all those kind of things, really, which is actually giving you a bit of 5%, 12% kind of return on the investment. But it enables others to make even more money (laughs) about the whole lot and things like that. And if the whole thing falls, bang, you got nothing. How much does the government secure on your bank account, on your savings? £17,500 or something like that? How does it work really? How much mo- more money?
0: What, so they secure up to that amount of money then anything over that is potential.
1: Potentially, potentially gone.
0: Really. Yeah, that's weird. Cause I heard um, that probably ties into something that, so my housemates, some of his family are quite wealthy, I think. And uh, his uncle was saying to his dad or something like that, basically you need to have your money in, in houses. That's it. Because in if, brick and the, if, water, if the government needs to take money, and it like, will not be able to take it from your bank. Oh, hmm. <sighs> that's quite an odd thought. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what position would we need to be in for? the government to just take money from your bank account that's pretty that's pretty messed up
1: that's it that's it that's it so it's
0: not helping you to
1: you know so I think that's what the problem in the 1990s in um, uh, Japan happened. A lot of people's liquidity were not actually banked and they were keeping them under their mattress and a lot uh, went a bit belly up uh, that way and then the inflation from the whole thing and stuff like that, really. And you don't take it with you, anyway. So... That's the whole thing, really. But mm-hmm. the, the savings that you have represent an awful lot of time you've been at work. And I think that there's a duty from the government to secure as much money as people have in their savings. So if you've got £2 million in your savings, that £2 million should be ring-fenced and you should be able to keep it, basically. But it's not really the case. So the government doesn't seem to have much value to savings, really. And savings is money that has already been taxed. (laughs) And it's already... uh, It's work. It's work without the tax, really. And then they don't really put much value into that, really. So how does it incentivize people to actually put money there? So it pushes people to put money in other places, really. Mm -hmm. So... um, we were talking about how the government is doing to try to steer people in different ways. That's an interesting way in a way. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: And the whole banking system and the whole thing about liquidity, all the investments, the interest rates, all those kind of stuff. And it tends to steer big money, small money, all those kind of stuff really. You know, uh, in China, there's a lot of people who are saving and putting it in the stock market. And when the stock market in 2009 went down a bloody swanny, everybody lost everything, really. Or oh, the majority of small people who had 32 quid on the walloping, the 32 quid went, oh, it's not too much. But yeah, But if there's <laughs> 1 billion people who have put 32 quid, that's 32 billion, really. And that's all gone, really. So yeah yeah, yeah. It's get, quite, get this chap on yeah 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 it would be quite
0: good really yeah, to really hear a bit more about hopefully this is our like pre pre legit professional uh, economist uh, economist economist I'm not too sure what um, yeah. what what uh, uh,
1: Patrick does exactly, but um, he teaches a bit at uh, Bath University and is uh, quite tuned with those kind of things, with investment and all the rest really. So he's got, I think, quite a good uh, way of looking at different economic models and what it means for because um, that's the thing really what it means for uh, uh, the industry what it means for uh, person for, for companies what it does mean for individuals what it means for families what it means for all sorts I think it's quite yeah we hope to talk maybe a bit more about that because I think it ties in into all what we have been talking about really and all that uh individual way of meeting our needs, really, and that's a bit more of a collective way, and an individual way, and all the rest, and a planetary way, really.
0: Bon. 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 (laughs)